Hey everybody, we are live at Arrowhead Stadium in the aftermath of the Chiefs. Uh, let's see, what was that final score? 30-23 to 23 win against the Broncos. It was 30-20 to 20 for so long, but I keep forgetting there was that <laughs> extra field goal there at the end that didn't end up mattering too much in the Chiefs when they are now 7-1. and one. We are here to discuss this game, the larger implications of the season. You've got beside me Sam Mellinger, columnist. On the other side of him, Blair Kirkhoff, writer. You've got me, Brooke Pryor, writer. Uh, and we're going to jump right into it. We used to have a guy here named Bill Ryder. Bill Ryder? Yeah. Like R-I-T-E-R? Uh, yeah, like, R -I -T. like Austin Ryder. Like yeah. Austin Ryder. Okay. Oh, Starting uh, center. Yeah. I thought you meant like W-R-I-T-E, because no. I didn't spell writer the first time. It was writer the writer. Well, it works. If that's your name, like D-Liner had to be a defensive lineman. <laughs> sure did. So, Absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to discuss the important things clearly, but Blair, I think we're going to jump right in with one thing you wrote about, which was the Chiefs' effectiveness in the red zone today, because if you look at where they were a couple weeks ago against the Patriots, we did that pregame Facebook Live, we were talking about how, hey, field goals aren't going to cut it tonight, and surely enough, that was pretty prophetic. That's what the Chiefs had to rely on for most of the night. They end up falling short. Today, though, Harrison Butker rarely needed other than kicking those extra points, which he missed one. So hell might have frozen Gasp. over. Somebody check for us. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's his first extra point miss of his career. Right. You know? So I was looking it up. Um, uh, Butker missed the first – didn't miss. He wasn't with the Chiefs for the first three games last year. Joined him in the fourth week, and he ended up kicking 38 field goals which is an NFL record for rookies. It was the Chiefs team record for field goals in the season. And that's great if you're a kicker. It's not so great if your goal is to uh, score touchdowns and not kick field goals. But he did a lot of that last year. Not so much this year. Uh, he was, uh, he was on the field for one, he was, he, he kicked one field goal. And, and that kind of, uh, you know, that was the first Chiefs score after they didn't score in their first possession for the first time all year, right? I think. Yeah, I think yep. that's right. Yep. First time all year. First, well, first of all, let's set the tone here. They win the coin toss for the eighth straight <laughs> game, and they won it for all four preseason games. So that's what are the odds? Someone Voodoo told me, has happened. Yeah, Somebody I'm going to look up the what odds. What are the right odds now? to win a coin toss twelve straight times? So they defer, they kick three and out. That's sort of been the pattern all all year for this team. But then they get the ball back and score, but they didn't do it this time. They ended up punting back to the Broncos. Broncos get a touchdown. And then the Chiefs get the ball back, and they get to the one-yard line. Remember, they got down to the one, and there was a uh, false start on, on Andrew Wiley back to the six. They kicked the field goal, and uh, Patrick Mahomes said after the game he was really you know, disturbed by uh, having to kick a field goal after getting into the red zone. Well, that didn't happen the rest of the game. Every time the Chiefs got in the red zone after that, they got a touchdown. Three touchdown passes from Patrick Mahomes in the red zone. And one of the things that struck me about their red zone visits in this game is how quickly they scored after getting into the red zone. Mm -hmm. They get into the red zone, they run a play, don't score, then they run another play, touchdown. So uh, one pass to Travis Kelsey, two to, uh, to Sammy Watkins, and they have gotten touchdowns in the red zone three out of four times today, and over 70% for the season. This from a team that got touchdowns in the red zone 45% of the time last year. And you mentioned Travis Kelsey had touchdown. It's his, actually his first touchdown since week four against the Broncos in my mind. I didn't realize I, I saw somebody tweet that. And I thought, surely that's not right. Check the game log. Sure enough, it, it's been a while, um, which is kind of crazy that it took him so long. And then Sammy Watkins, another guy, he hasn't had a touchdown since week three, I believe, against the 49ers. And it was also his 
first multi-touchdown game since week three of 2017. How about that? So, yeah, it's it's been a long time for Sammy Watkins. Felt like this was kind of his game to break out, but as a lot of guys talked about in the locker room afterward, this is one of those teams, this offense, that every week a new guy has a hot hand. This week it was Sammy Watkins. It was also kind of uh, Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill had a quieter game for him, only had three catches. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Hurdle's another dude. It was it was just another one of those games. Sam, what did you see? What what did you like about what the Chiefs were doing in the red zone? I'm gonna give up on finding the, the odds. odds. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do that later. Someone let us uh, know. Just let us know. We'll, we'll get that to you. <laughs> um, I thought that it was they, they didn't close the game out the way that you would want. You know, like the old like foot on the throat kind of thing. They didn't really do that. Yeah, four in a row. Justin um, Kulquit got a lot of work in following an interception. So, um, but other than that. I just thought this was like in in some ways and in many moments the best version of the, the the Chiefs best version of themselves. And what I mean is the offense was going up and down the field after some early struggles which is kind mm-hmm. of uncar- Kelsey had a drop, Watkins had a drop. Uh Blair you mentioned that penalty uh that yeah. that that pushed them back to a field goal. But then the offense started going up and down the field a little bit and and the defense was holding. And I know like you know the Broncos aren't the greatest offense in the world but they're not terrible. And they did just drop I, Cardinals are awful, whatever, but uh, the Broncos did score 45 points in their right. most recent game, and they had three extra days to prepare for this. And and the Chiefs, you know, by the Chiefs' standards, by and, and, and by the 2018 NFL standards, the Chiefs shut them down. Like 23 <laughs> points, that's got to be enough to win, like, all the time. And and they got – it was it was two uh, two turnovers, right? Uh, the the fumble and, 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 the uh, and the Kendall Fuller interception on, on, on the uh, flea flipper. Pick. So dude, I I really think um, you know so so if you look at it this way, I've I've started to think about it in these terms. If the Chiefs get if they can get to five combined uh, forced punts or turnovers, or stops. Yeah. So four stop change of possession without mm-hmm. scoring. I think that's a win for the defense. Like yeah. that that's that's their goal. It's a really low bar and so screwy way to think about football for some of us that remember like. Defense yeah. existing, <laughs> not that? you because no. you came here from covering the Big Twelve. Yeah, I don't, but, <laughs> I've never seen defense. What is that? But it, it, but I think that should be their goal. And you know, Kendall Fuller hasn't been this year as good as I expected him to be. Um, maybe my expectations were too high, but he was a boss in Washington. Um, but he's given up a, a few more catches than I would have expected. But, um, you know, to see him, and he kind of went underneath. That was a really good pick, too. It wasn't just a oh, yeah. really athletic poorly play. thrown really, ball. Yeah, he yeah. comes under the receiver and uh, makes a really terrific catch. It was just that, – that was really cool to see. And, and then the other thing, I think, the, the pa- this was the best – correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, I think this was the best that the pass rush has been consistently oh, yeah. from – Freeland speaks, you know, I thought, looked really good. From the beginning to the end. They got a lot of pressure – um, five sacks. Was it five? Yeah, three for Ford and one each for Speaks and who am I missing? Uh, oh, uh, Chris Jones. Jones. Yeah, who, Chris who, Jones. Who had the 2018 sack? Did he yeah. not? <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't that it was great? A <laughs> I wish we could just zoom in. Right just right just a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Just tucked him right in. Yeah. But you know what? That's what you got to do. And he ran yeah. off, and he was still hype about it. So no flags. No flags. Yeah. It worked out pretty well. I mean, I, I thought too. Breland speaks looked kind of a little rough in the beginning. It was exposed. He looked a little slow. It was and slow. Then, I thought he was a little slow in the early on. It seemed like his, his speed caught up with him. Like he mm-hmm. he figured out. Okay, I need to shift it into another gear. And then he had the sack, and then had the fumble recovery on D Ford strip sack. Mm-hmm. Looked really good. We'll all, we'll save discussion of Breland speaks for Lynn. 
his guy. So we'll we'll okay. hold off on that. We'll put that on ice. Um, by the way, Robert says there is a zero point zero two percent chance of winning the coin toss. 12 times in a row. Robert, my man. What was it? 0.02? 0.02%. That's not a lot. That's it's not a lot. So Chiefs team's pretty lucky. Uh, that was my scoring average in basketball. <laughs> By the way, I'm trying to find where who said it. Um, we've gotten a lot of comments, which is awesome. So keep filling those in. But uh, someone mentioned, Marcus said, do we think it's strategic the way they used Sammy Watkins today? meaning they've waited to game plan him being the number one option to keep defenses on their toes. You know, I think there might be something to that. I don't know that they're necessarily have well, you, been you saving talked to, him. You talked to Sammy after the game. I did talk to Sammy, and he's been really patient this whole time. That's kind of the thing is he's coming from, from Buffalo a couple stops ago where he demanded to be the guy. He knows he's not the guy here, and that makes it easier on him. He has less pressure, but the thing that really stuck out to me isn't anything that Sammy said. It's what Mahomes said afterward, and he said that he went up to Sammy – before the game and said, hey, you owe them. Like, they didn't see what you were about last time because he got hurt in the second quarter. His hamstring injury, he was out the rest of the game. It's Mm -hmm. the only game this season that he didn't have a catch in. So this Denver team, they didn't really know what, as as Patrick put it, he said, they don't know what you can do. Granted, there's film that would actually show them what he can do, but they hadn't experienced it themselves. So he was kind of their, their X factor, their secret weapon today, as much as Sammy Watkins can be a secret weapon. So... I think that there was probably some strategic planning in that, that, you know, this, this Broncos defense has seen the Chiefs two games in a row, seen some different looks, seen some different guys. They hadn't seen Watkins, and I think they really used that to their advantage. Yeah, the, the touchdowns were interesting. They, they got the looks, I believe. Uh, they got the looks they wanted through motion once. Um, there, there was the, there was the first touchdown. They got him isolated on a linebacker somehow. Yeah. And that only happens if you have Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and right. Tyreek Tyree Hill, Hill and Kareem Hunt. How, how do the Broncos um, let that happen? Yeah, that, yeah, that's that inexcusable. And, and the way that play developed, it was kind of cool. Like it, it almost looked like Watkins was there and he's like, huh, linebacker. <laughs> and Mahomes was dropping back and he's like, huh, linebacker. Yeah. And he just like kind of <laughs> let him. Move, yeah. Move, um, wide open. The, I, I've made this point before, but I think it's, it's especially worth uh, making again after he has two touchdowns, one for 10 yards and one for 12, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, w- one of the reasons that the Chiefs really targeted, and remember Brett Veach said one of his first calls when he got the job uh, a year ago was to then Buffalo about trading for Sammy Watkins. Um, and they couldn't do it with the draft picks. So, you know, they targeted this guy early. And one of the primary reasons was he's really good in the red zone. He's really good in the red zone. Because he's, he's tough. Yeah. He's strong. Good, he's, good after their catch. Good yak. Yeah, yeah, good yak. Um, you know, and he's not huge, but he's, he's kind of a bigger body, certainly bigger than, than Tyree Kill. And, and in that way, he's a compliment to Tyree Kill, who's, you know, great sort of between the 20s. Right. You know, with right. the speed and everything, not the best in the red zone. And, and it, it, it doesn't allow defenses to just, we're going to cover the dog out of, out of Travis Kelsey. Cause that's what, you know, they've been clogged. You just talked about this. They, they got clogged in the red zone a lot, mm-hmm. you know, the last few years. And I'm not saying this is like the total fix. This is everything. Certainly quarterback matters and, and a lot of other factors, but uh, I do think that it sort of unlocks some things for Kelsey. And, and he got the other touch, like the, right. or the, the mm-hmm. first two he, touchdowns. He, he was the other one. Yeah. A couple things. First of all, um, Watkins, uh, probably he may have surpassed Tyreek Hill in rushing attempts by, Wideouts, you know, and that's, yeah. that speaks to what Andy likes about yeah. him and the fact that he can do that. And the other thing that I, I find kind of interesting is with the red zone success, that's where Andy Reid 
really shines. That's yeah. you know you're not you're not at midfield and you're mm-hmm. using Hill's speed or or Kelsey's acumen. It's where Andy Reid's play calling really yeah. comes into the fore. Mm-hmm. And I just I was just struck by how you know they got the matchups they wanted on Watkins' second touchdown. He just kind of dragged underneath. He was wide open mm-hmm. and. Uh, we, we, we kind of laughed at the early, the, the drive that didn't result in the touchdown field goal, how open Kareem Hunt was in the flat. Mm-hmm. He just, the pass was a little too hard. It knocked Hunt out of bounds. He could have just walked into the end zone if he had, if the put a little more better touch on the pass. But yeah, that's, uh, they just have, they just have so many weapons. And we, we, we've talked all about Watkins touchdowns and Kelsey's touchdowns and the, and we haven't talked about the most impressive one. Of the day. I know we've skipped right over the hurdle. And I'm here for that. And that's what, and, 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 and with that, we're going to no, no, you sub out. Well, that's Lynn's mic. Oh. We're live. We're live. <laughs> this is how we roll in one take, one take land. Right. One take. Hot take, one take. Yeah, the second week in a row, it's not just the hurdle, but it's the yards after the hurdle. What, what was just, that stat that you tweeted? Yeah. 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 I failed to make use of that stat, but Come on, man. Uh, I believe you will have it in the uh, seared into the NFL record keeping system right. soon. I saw somebody on Twitter said it's his third hurdle of the season. You know, um, I just if, remember the two. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't doubt there was another one, yeah. but I, I just do believe these two were so just remarkable, ridiculous yeah. for the yag. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, is it a silent, uh, yard after? Yeah, you're right. I was so where's the G, the G coming there. from? I don't know. Yards after it's H in the alphabet. Hurdle. Did you write the hurdle? I kind of did. Yeah, yeah. You kind of gave way, <laughs> left an opening. Um, it actually worked out better. Uh, this is what we call in, too much inside baseball, but in the process, as we like to call it, um, you know, we try to go downstairs with an idea. But during a day game, this is why we like day games. You can have a little flexibility. Mm-hmm. You can you can play some read and react defense. Um, can check in with your teammates, see who you're rolling over if you want to do something, or who you're just going to, you know, take the life out of by asking if uh, you can do it. <laughs> anyway, we usually work it out. The process so, is what we call it. I think it's yeah, the 2.0. process. Oh, it was a cluster. I know. <laughs> yeah, that too. It was a cluster <laughs> of a process. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I did get into that, but the reason I, I really felt the need, need to bound on the stage, if that's what we call this, is that. Um, Blair was talking right about something that I just, we said it so many ways and I, I don't know how to say it any better than Sam has said it or Brooker said it or Blair has said it, but it bears repeating in a new way. It is ridiculous the amount of things they can do. And I really do think it wasn't just Kareem's hurdle. In fact, I got into that less than the notion of what <laughs> Andy's facing fourth and one. He's really thinking about kicking a field goal. Then he's just like, and, and I think this is kind of how he did it. He was replaying it for us. He just goes, mm-hmm. ah, why would I do that? I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what he was, that's what he meant. Yeah. yeah. And there is an element of that. Yeah. And then he added almost with a sinister touch. He said, you know, I had a play I liked. Yeah. It's like, oh, you did, huh? Yeah. And we had some options. <laughs> yeah. And I would submit that. How are you going to stop that? You're, you're, you're you, you got to have. Two or three guys that you're thinking Tyreek Hill's... He was in the backfield on that play, yeah. right? Yeah. He fakes a pitch to Tyreek uh, Hill, yeah. mm-hmm. the most elusive man in football. And really, it wasn't uh, the the um, the no-look pitch, but it mm-hmm. might as well have been. Because mm-hmm. it was he knew where he was going to be. All he had to do was just glance to make sure. 
So it was that fast. Mm -hmm. Yet another variation on the, uh, you know, the backfield in, in, in motion, mm -hmm. top pass, whatever, whatever you want to call that stuff. Anyway, I, I, I just thought it, it, it spoke to the mindset of this team, mindset of the head coach who knows there's something special, can't help but smile when he's, when he's talking about that, that abundant reality. And, um, and look, maybe you guys started off talking about this, but, I, 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 the sky's just the limit for this team, especially with a couple of these young guys on defense. This is our cue for Lynn. Maybe you're not writing about it today, but I'm just going to throw it at you anyway, since I'm taking over the show. <laughs> Brooke, I'm sorry. Um, you're the new host. We see these I've young guys you kind of emerging a little, right? I mean, did everybody feel like that today on defense? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like, well, I, I yield the floor to our <laughs> yeah. Brandon Speaks uh, insider, but... Um, <laughs> I thought he was, it wasn't just a sack. I thought he was, he was good in some other ways too today. Yeah, he was good. Um, I think when you talk about the, the rookies, um, I think I wrote this after the New England game, just how many of those defensive rookies, well, almost all the rookies are really defensive guys, but, um, contributed in that game because you had Speaks start, you had Naughty start, you mm -hmm. had Tremont Smith with the return. And basically you had all those guys plus Dorian O'Daniels now in there yeah. regularly. Um, ben Neiman had to come in late in the game because Hitchens got hurt. Um, I mean, yeah, that defense is, you know, um, that was one of those big things we talked about. I think going back to training camp, right? Like the off season was all, you know, Brett Veach's vision for a younger, deeper defense and, um, you know, one off season, you can't really change the whole thing around. Not, not that they really wanted to change the whole thing around, but the guys they brought in, are starting to contribute halfway through the season. Tano Passigno, um is not a rookie, uh, technically. Uh, but he's sort of a redshirt freshman. And and that may have been the best play that he's made as a professional. Um, you know, reading that run to his side and not getting sucked in like like guys do sometimes. And 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 just shedding, and I can't remember if it was a tight end or a tackle, but shedding his blocker and then making that was a difficult tackle. You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. that you have to be athletic to make that, you know, sort of diving around, you know, the blocker and, and yeah. dragging, uh, I think it was Phil Lindsay, right? Um, you know, dragging, dragging him down in the backfield, which forced, uh, Denver into a, it was a 55 yard field goal, which they missed. And, and that ensuing possession, you take over at, you know, you're on 45. And that was their first touchdown, I think, on, on that ensuing, on that ensuing it, possession. That was a huge, and, and huge play. lead, right? That's because it was, it was 7-3 at that point. I believe that's so, right. Yep. So that's when yep. they took the lead and uh -huh. basically never gave it back. Yep. Um, Went up 10-3. Uh, yep. Yeah. And Chris Jones, yeah, yeah, Chris Jones actually was talking about that play and he was saying how, just how huge it was, you know, he was talking about like that was for Passigno, the, um, Film study, being yeah. athletic, no, like being aware, like all that in one play was mm -hmm. basically what Chris Jones was talking about, just how huge that was for them and for him. Yeah, that was like sort of that intersection of, of, uh, if he wasn't prepared, if he wasn't a smart, intelligent football player, he wouldn't have been able to read that. But he also had to be just a stupid athlete, like to be able, you know, just to be that strong and mm -hmm. that, you so know. Smart guy, stupid. Stupid athlete. in a good way. Yeah, excuse me. I just want to, I want to clarify. I don't know if the kids still say that don't or not. Kids but, that? I don't know. Shut uh, up. Uh, no, they yeah. say that. Talk to uh, the hands. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had somebody do that to me once. It was infuriating. Recently? No, it was about 11 years ago. Oh, that makes sense. That was <laughs> wow. That was 11 years ago. Wow, that must have really hurt. Oh, that, it's all, the whole long story. Not but 10 was, years ago, not 10 or 15, not 11. a while ago, 11. 11. Well, I, but it feels it was. like yesterday. It was Halloween, right? 2008. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Halloween, but we took some nephews to uh, one of those big pizza places with games and uh, 
this woman cut in line, and I uh, explained to her that that was disappointing to me. And, and she actually said, talk to the hand, I'm in front of you now. That's incredible. Have you ever used that line yourself? I was as mad, really. I had to walk away to so not show my nephews my fury. That's amazing. Um, you you yeah. think you were I'm as so mad as... I'm so glad that story came out. I'm sorry, anyway. But, uh, I, but I, back I, to the Chiefs. Well, I was going to say... I was going to bring it back to the Chiefs. I was going to say, were you as mad <laughs> as Tyreek Hill was during that little scuffle they had on the field? Because yeah. hey, so, he was fired up. <laughs> I'll tell you something. He was fired up. It fired up so much that it made me think it was something more than physical. It made me think some words, choice words, mm-hmm. who knows what they would have been, but no, no point in speculating, but it was that kind of thing. But also, it's worth noting, before, um, who was it, Brock threw mm-hmm. him down yeah. and jumped on him and seemed to be like doing that, uh, I didn't see any contact from Tyreek that would have been instigatory, no. if that's a word. Brock I mean, instigated it. He yeah, was even right, on the play. Was, yeah. And I don't know, it wasn't. Did he get called? Yeah, he, he, he broke up, called for, for, for holding, for holding okay. on that play. Early yeah. on the play. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, but they reengaged later. I mean, he held him at yeah. the line, I guess it was the call. Uh-huh. Right. But, but I, yeah. But you, have you talked about Tyreek overall yet? I, I we mean, have how not. we left the locker room? We have not. Uh, he, we forgot to mention that, or we were waiting for you because. Because that's your you're, boy. You're the Tyreek <laughs> well, reporter. Look, I would say this. Uh, he, you know, we're concerned about his groin, of course. And in a sense, he left the locker room in bubble wrap. It was a, a, a sumo outfit that, um, I, I would assume would be protective. Um, it seemed to bode well that he was, semi-nimble in the uh, sumo suit um and and of good cheer i i didn't it didn't and he walked off just fine but i think we were talking about this and what with me being the guy who knows speed as tyreek has pointed out <laughs> i don't think that uh i don't think that would show up in your walk right i mean it, it, groin injury the no, problem is, is really bad i mean he was already waddling in the sumo costume but i think that was more a product of like costume yeah <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how much was like a groin injury and how much was the sumo costume. The fact he was going back and forth like this when he walked out, you don't think that was a, I, a groin problem? You know, was, I don't. <laughs> there, there were a couple things about that play, too, that stuck out. Um, the, 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 the return when he got the, hurt? The fight. Oh, the fight. Um, oh, sorry. The fight, yeah. Is, um, one, how quickly led by Kareem Hunt, other, and, and it was right in front of their bench, but still, how quickly guys like got right there. Um, and then on the sideline, Andy Reid, you know, arm around Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill's shoulder. And then the third point is uh, that play didn't go to him, but I think that play was designed for him to get a touchdown. It was a play-action pass. Hill was going deep. They had it covered, so they didn't, they didn't throw it. But I think Andy tried to get him a touchdown mm-hmm. because that happened. And it's just, you know, people like us can, like, way overstate these things. But, like, I, I do think that this team gets along together. Um, I do think they have a good chemistry that they care about each other, all those things. And look, maybe that's really easy to do when you're seven and one, right? Right. Um, right. But I do think that that's there, and it hasn't always been like that. Look, honestly, I, like with this franchise. Well, you've seen the, the darkest of days, but but I mean, I would say this looks even at even in the five and a half years I've been here, this looks a, a tier above that way. And yeah. you're right, it's chicken and egg a little bit on the record, but we've seen this kind of record before, and. And, you know, probably if we were sitting here right then, we'd say, oh, you know, really good chemistry. But I feel like it's palpable with this group. I, yeah. I, I feel like it's a, a room that really likes each other. And I, and I think it matters. And I think it all goes together. Uh, I think they are so exciting to watch. And part of that is the, the, the fun they have. Yeah. By the way, looking back at some of these questions, 
Um, speaking of, of Andy Reid and the offense, Adam wants to know, are we not concerned with Reid's play calling getting too conservative with over four minutes left in the game? You know, I didn't break. Did you guys really break down the, the play selection? I mean, Andy went ahead and, and jumped on that. Like, you know, I could have put him in better positions, which is what he's always going to say. But um, isn't it a case where, where if you just make the plays work a little bit, then mm-hmm. it looks a little different? Um, you know, that interception, wasn't, wasn't that during that time of game where we're talking about him getting too conservative? Uh, well, that was earlier in the fourth quarter. Okay. That was, uh, that was like between 13 and 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, is the idea that, you know, you think middle of the fourth quarter he got too conservative with a 10-point lead? Is that kind of the nature of the question? Yes. Well, there was a lack of ability of the offense to put the game away. And I can understand um, with that. With the touchdown. They still scored 30 points. You yeah. Know? Um, More than they scored last time. It's a, yeah, it's a weird thing, like, the quarterback goes for 303, I think, and, and four touchdowns, and it's kind of like, eh. You know, like, <laughs> uh, the team scores 30, and we're talking about, like, how the offense didn't do enough. Um, you know, and, and again, I know I beat this point into the ground, but some of that is in 2018, the, the, you know, your offense has to be a lot better, but in certainly how this team's built. I don't know. I mean, I, they're not going to be perfect every time. You know, um, you can't be perfect all the time. And I just, I thought all around, you know, the Broncos aren't a great team, but they're not a terrible one either. Um, I just thought from start to finish, all things considered, no game's ever going to be perfect. This was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And look, and, I'm just looking. Go ahead, Lee. Well, I was just going to say, and the, I think the question like specifically asked about like the last like four or five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. With a lead. I mean, they do have a thing in football they like to call the four-minute offense, which basically you're trying to run out the clock as much as anything. Like you're not necessarily, you know, trying to go up top and make big plays. You want to run the clock out. You have the lead. You have the game in hand. You know, the clock is basically your enemy at that point. So, I mean, that's also a thing you have to consider if you're talking about the last four minutes. It's like, well, and usually you would do that by running the ball, but they just didn't really, they didn't run it that much. And when they did, yeah. they didn't gain much on the ground to that. Yeah, no, no first downs on their last three possessions. It, correct. But look at this. I mean, again, I, now I, I, I'm a little hard pressed to remember the specifics of where these plays went, but if you just look at the possession, they get the ball at 8.02 and they, they try to pass three straight times. Mahomes sacked. Mahomes incomplete short. Mahomes passed short middle to Sherman. And they punt. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I know you can pass and still not, and still be conservative, but. Right. And then, you know, I don't know, you make the call. It's 5.03 left in the game. You got the ball. Aren't you gonna, to, to sort of to Lynn's point, it's not the four minute offense yet, but aren't you gonna run a couple? Especially well, if yeah. you had gone three and out, throwing, throwing, throwing. And they, and they, <laughs> and they brought out by the way, on that on that drive, this is worth noting, those two runs, they, they sucked up two Denver timeouts. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Like, and they've like done said, some things, right? Like the Pittsburgh game they closed out with on the ground, getting the first down. Yeah. Um, there was another one, wasn't there? Um, I don't know. But I, my point is, like, they they this is not – what we saw tonight has not been, like, a thing that's hurt them a bunch in the past. No. Right. You know, that we need to, like, get all freaked out about. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, you got a pretty good running back. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's okay to give him the ball a couple times. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't feel sour about that. Yeah. Well, both Don and Barbara have about the same question: Is is Denver the best defense that this team is going to face this season? No. And can anyone replicate what Denver is going to do? Baltimore, um, the the Ravens probably have the best defense in the league, right? 
Um, the Rams have a ton of talent on that side of the ball. I don't the know if they're Browns the best. The defense doesn't actually um, suck. I mean, yeah. it's not. <laughs> They've got some guys. It's not like <laughs> they got some similar, guys. It doesn't it, suck, folks. It doesn't suck. That's my that's my endorsement yeah. of the Browns defense. I mean, but they, they get a couple turnovers a game. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, the Ravens are the best defense, you know, statistically and in some other ways, the best defense in the league. I don't, I've got to watch the tape or whatever that's obnoxious, but you know, to figure out like kind of, cause I didn't like watching live. You're going to go do tape studies. I didn't see, did you see like what? I didn't see anything like strategic that really jumped out at at, at what they were doing. Not, um, not that jumps out. I mean, it seemed like they had, they were able to put pressure on Pat early, Uh like in that first quarter where they only had the field goal and you know, it didn't seem like they were just not quite in sync a little bit there early on, but I couldn't tell you specifically. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned Baltimore, and I'm thinking, like, didn't they have a game, was that last week, where they had, like, 11 sacks? I mean, so you talk about defense, especially putting pressure on Mahomes, who, you know, is obviously going to be most teams' focus. Baltimore looks like a team mm-hmm. that can do it. And um, you mentioned the Rams again, too. I mean, uh, I didn't even see, did they, how did that game end? Uh, the Rams that? won. The Rams did win that? Okay. Um, but, I mean, they've got guys on that line, on that front, who, you know, they'll get after you. Yeah, they're down <laughs> they're very, yeah. Well, let's look at the Chiefs' defense. We've had a bunch of questions about that. Ron Parker has been brought up a lot. Uh, he's a guy that, at least early on, was a little bit of a liability. He was the reason that the, uh, that the Broncos scored the touchdown there in the last seconds of the first half. Are we sure? But I thought that was Skandrick's fault. Well, here, here, thought, this is my question. I, we saw, I saw a lot of sort of we referred to our Twitter medical degrees um, last time we got together. Now I'm also going to refer to the Twitter defensive study degree. Like <laughs> I saw a lot of people certain that it was Ron Parker's fault on that. I, I, I wouldn't say it was or wasn't, but mm-hmm. it, but one way or another, it, it it's it's up to them both. I mean, even if, if it was one guy's responsibility, somebody's got to communicate mm-hmm. there. He, I mean, so... He was slow getting there. Um, so it could have been. Like, I'm not saying... Right, it could have been. But know, Skandrick let him go with nothing there. And, and what the thing about Skandrick, I watched that play more than I should have, um, but because it was just like... This guy's wide open. Like, I, you <laughs> How know, did this happen? And it looked like everybody was in man coverage. And, and Skandrick, it looked like Marcus Peters is one of the best in the world at like um, reading, getting picks off not his man, you know, kind of freelancing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And it looked like Skandrick thought a throw was going to come underneath. And so he got off of his guy and kind of sat down, you know, to jump a route. That's what it looked like. You know, yeah, I'm... 60% sure that that's what happened. I but, saw and, a screenshot that made it look like three guys were covering a tight end underneath. Not what you but, want. Not what you want. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and, and, but I don't know if that's really, yeah. but I, I wouldn't presume to know what that defense was, right? other than we know it was, it was the wrong defense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a defense that's, of Ron Parker. Well, Ron Parker's no, no, bad, right. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and look, that deep ball earlier that had, had very much the, like Broncos first drive oh, or early, second yeah, drive, yeah, yeah. that had very much the appearance of the same thing. Like Parker seemed to be late getting over. Uh, got behind Fuller, mm-hmm. uh, on that. And, but, but I don't know what, I don't know what that coverage was. Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, that was the same drive where a couple of plays earlier, they hit the deep ball on the other sideline on uh, Nelson's guy where Murray looked like he was late getting over there too. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that's the same drive if I remember right. Cause they had a long pass play, um, on the near sideline on Nelson's guy and it looked like, again, it's hard to tell, but it looked like Nelson thought, okay, there's somebody over the top, which, Murray was, but I also think they were kind of doing a little disguising at the snap, so Murray had a little mm-hmm. bit further to go, and and I mean that one was uh, I'd have to go look play by play, but I feel like that was like a forty yard play or something like that. Um, I, to, I, to I, that I think it might have been.
Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at kansascity.com slash sportspass. The last couple of weeks we've said, hey, the secondary doesn't look as bad as we thought it it was at the beginning of the season. Was this game did they regress, do we feel like? Or I don't know. How how do we kind of diagnose what's going on in the secondary today? 42 yards just I don't know um it's a good question I mean because like cornerbacks get beat like it, it's hard like when you when you watch <laughs> you're not gonna have a perfect game yeah um you know when you think about a corner you think about the plays that he got beat on right and by the way Steve Nelson nobody has given up more catches on just like really good coverage than Steve Nelson that one down the left sideline you know, with, um, who was the receiver on that? Was that Sutton? Oh, it, it, uh, yes. it was a bigger receiver, at least, who went up and I, got it. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, like, it was like a, right. a leaping, almost like back shoulder, like, you know, it was really good coverage. And, you know, Steve Nelson gets knocked for 30 yards or whatever mm-hmm. on that play. Um, you know, you, we kind of tend to remember the ones they got beat. Um, and, and you don't remember the ones where they had really good plays unless it was the interception like Fuller. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how to, I, I think the corners have generally been good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the safeties have generally been a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was probably true today, assuming that that play, um, even assuming that play, if I'm right, which, <laughs> um, you know, that that was Scandrick and not Parker. You know, one thing that's interesting though, that a couple of people have mentioned is that Eric Murray seemed that he played way more than Jordan Lucas today. Which is yeah. interesting given mm-hmm. that Jordan Lucas, I felt like, had two pretty good games. And Eric Murray, it almost seemed like Jordan Lucas, Jordan Lucas had taken his spot while mm-hmm. Eric Murray was injured. But he was back out there playing a significant amount today. Just thought that was an interesting observation. You know, what's interesting. Jordan Lucas was out there enough to make Luke? six tackles, which yeah. surprises me. Well, Lucas, did, Lucas started, right? Or at least uh, I didn't see if he was out there for the very first play, but I know he was out there at safety the second play. It was him and Parker. So he I did start. He did start, right? yeah. 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 Well, and the other thing is, and we'll have to look when you see the snap counts, but Lucas may have been out there more, just not at safety, because they've sort of made him um, one of the de facto uh, nickel or uh, dime linebackers. Yeah. Like, and it was one of those things that I talked to Bob Sutton about during the week, because you have, obviously, Dorian O'Daniel, who everybody's been clamoring for, because the, they get beaten um, pass coverage with the running backs, even though a lot of that doesn't happen in passing downs, but that's another thing. Um but the other guy who's playing a lot in that role is um, uh, Lucas. Lucas has played. Like, there's been times when the two of those guys are the two linebackers and passing downs. I wouldn't be surprised if Hitchens is out for any extended period of time if we see more of that. And um, because Lucas is just one of those guys that they're moving around to try and fit different roles and keep him on the field. I think that's a good segue. Anthony Hitchens, he is a concern. He, he left this game early with, a, I think the official word was he took a helmet to the ribs. But... I'd seen people tweeting that he was playing hurt for most of the game, that he was already kind of struggling. I think he was on the injury report last week. Yeah, I'm... that was a, I want to say that was a grind. Different, yeah. Yeah, so lower, it seems like it was an, a, a different injury. Um, I tell you what, though, boy, he, I, in a weird way, I, I was 
glad to know it was ribs. As much pain as he looked like he was in, coming off the field, he could not stand up straight. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, with these rib things, you can see it, it's, it's, it can be hard to breathe. Um, right. And I don't know if that's what you would want from a, a, a standpoint of you know, when he would return sooner. But from a, you know, I don't know, I just worried it was something else, something really debilitating, and hopefully it's not that. It right. looks bad. It looks yeah. really bad yeah. at the moment. What happens if he can't go? Who, we've had some people ask, is Dorian O'Daniel the guy that gets to start for him? Is it going to be Ben Neiman? We saw Ben Neiman a little bit today. What's kind of the contingency plan? And somebody else asked, where do the Chiefs get linebackers? Which is a good question, considering Hitchens left early and Zombo left early with a yeah. hamstring strain. Linebacker tree. I was thinking about so, that too. It's, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on what they want. If they want to keep doing what they've been doing, then Neiman is sort of the the plug and play guy. Um, but if they want to change what they're doing a little bit, Dorian O'Daniel could play, but that would mean doing, you know, Dorian O'Daniel is not really an inside linebacker. He's kind of a, you know, a little bit of a hybrid. Um, I would imagine that that's those are the two options. Our producer, I believe, was looking up uh, earlier how many uh, snaps Ben Neiman had before today. I, I did, did you get a chance to? Nine, I think. Nine defensive Nine. Teams. So, yeah. It, it, and then just a couple today. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They got the interception. or Yeah, Fuller's interception was on the second play after he yeah. was in. Something like that. And um, anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we – I don't know that they know the answer. Mm -hmm. It was it was a grind for Hitchens that they just looked up okay. what he was on the injury report for. Yeah. Um, and I'd say, pro I mean, it's hard to tell right now, but I, I would think Neiman just because I don't think O'Daniel. Well, I don't think they think O'Daniel's a, a three down linebacker. He's he's a passing guy. He's a guy who I mean, I talked to him this week, and he flat out said he more played almost like, um, if you believe it or not, Kendall Fuller than a linebacker at times in college. Like a nickel guy who's over the slot, not playing in the box. Mm -hmm. And um, linebacker's coach Mark DeLeon said there were games where he played entirely nickel. There was games where you saw him a lot in the box and, and talking about him in college, but there were games where he played entirely nickel. So, And with a guy who's a rookie, I don't know if you take that and say, okay, we're going to plug him in middle of the defense for three downs for, for an entire Good game. Luck. I don't... I don't I mean, I just don't, I mean, I'm guessing, but I don't think so. I think it's probably Neiman. You probably still use, um, you know, those guys in the passing downs, uh, O'Daniel. And again, Lucas has sort of slid into some of that role too. So that would be my guess if Hitchens isn't, you know, out there. Sam, you wrote a lot about D Ford. Someone asked, is he a liability in the run defense? I think he's gotten better there. He's not like Justin Houston in the run game. Um, but I think he's gotten a little bit better. He still chases sometimes when he shouldn't. Um, he still does some of that stuff, but um, certainly the, the the balance is way on the side of his, his, his pass rush ability now because that's gotten so much better. Um, you know, all three of his sacks were on speed rushes today, um, but I think part of the difference, part of why I think this is real and not just a contract year thing, um, is he's more well-rounded. He used to be just sort of like speed and that was it. And if you just pushed him a little bit, he couldn't, you know, and now he's stronger. He can fight through that block a little bit better. And he also has an inside move now that, that's gotten a lot better. Uh, he bull rushes sometimes, you know, to knock a guy back. Uh, he's had sacks lined up against, you know, each side of the, of the line. He's had the, the sack in LA, 
um, you know, was an inside, you know, he was lined up sort of like a nose tackle almost, like, you know, just on the, lined up over the, over the left guard, if I remember right. He's just a, a much more like well-rounded guy. They're going to end up franchising that guy. There were a lot of people that were, uh, I mean, I don't know that I haven't talked to ask anybody, but I imagine that's the route they're going to go. It protects you. It's just a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of people upset that the Chiefs did the, the fifth year, right? That was 8.2 million dollars for, for this season. And now I think they're going to franchise him. He's, he's crucially important mm-hmm. to what they do. By the way, one quick, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was say, what was he like when you talked with him in the locker room afterwards? He was a little subdued, especially by like the D Ford standard, you know? Like you were there too, Relinda. Like yeah. he was, he was, he's, he's engaging, like he'll, he'll answer questions and stuff, but it wasn't like, sometimes you get that like goofy, like smiling, mm-hmm. you know, wants to have fun D. Um, but that wasn't, that wasn't that tonight. And I don't know if he's like consciously, okay, you got three sacks. Don't act like the, don't act like the star <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. but you know, he, he was, he was great. Like on a normal athlete level, he was fine and passable and for sure. But on the D Ford level, he was, he was certainly a little subdued. Let me pick up from that point you're making, which I, I wonder about this. I, I gathered from some tweets I saw that maybe the question of contract year even came up with him. Oh yeah. Um, if I'm an athlete, I resent that implication. A lot, like oh, you're playing hard because now it's really means something. Get paid. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and yet I understand the notion, and and our our dear friend Therese Paler, you know, the contract year is undefeated. I, I I get Therese's point, but but I I do think that that if you have pride as a professional athlete, somebody suggesting to you that well, this is now when you're really going to get paid. It really matters, and now you really try. I I, I wouldn't like that. No, and it I, doesn't mean. And that, I don't even know that it's true. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. He's There's healthy. that. He's healthy. Yeah. Which he's been asked about every single time we talk to him, and he likes to poke fun at that now. He says, <laughs> D, how does it feel to be fully healthy? And he's like, oh, I knew you guys were going to ask yeah. me that. Which... In, in his last healthy season, he had 10 sacks. So this isn't like completely out of the blue or whatever. But the, the, um, the, the other thing that I think is different is he's more consistent. You know, like the early part of D was kind of marked by that game. You guys remember like the Chargers game? What was that, like his second year maybe where he had like four sacks in the play against, um, you know. Is this San Diego? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the play against the. In the end zone. The, stop, the yeah. little running back. Breakup. Yeah. Yeah. In, um, in the end zone, at the back of the end zone. Yeah. You know, just dominated. Um, the Chargers were on their like third string tackle that was trying to block him and stuff like that. Um, but my point is like there were bursts of D, but then he would disappear for a long time. Do you guys know he's had sacks in every, all but two of their games this year? No. And he's forced to fumble in three of the last four. Like wow. he's, he's just, there's, there's a consistency about him that, um, that hasn't been there before. I was just thinking like, how, do, you, do you remember which ones were the two he didn't? Just because remember, one was New a, England. Cause, cause one of the games the he came out of hurt too. Like, so there's a game where he played. Right. I mean, he played most of the game, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he missed time at, what was that? The San Francisco game, right? Cause I think, Speaks was in there at the end of that San Francisco game. Where's that Houston? He had a sack against San Francisco. Um, I'm trying to remember. I forgot the other one. One of them was New England, where he didn't have a sack. Didn't even have pressure there. Brady was getting the ball out quick, but no. But no. Well, I mean, so and he's got how many now for the season? I mean, he had three today, right? So eight. Yeah. Eight eight at pace for sixteen. Eight eight weeks into the season. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad for uh, what was it? Would you say eight (laughs) point two? I think he had uh, seventeen. I think this is right. I think he had 17 sacks in his career before this season. I think that's right. And now he's got eight. It's not bad. Let's see. I'm looking at my list of things. You know what? Jordan Tribe asked a question. Jordan he Tribe. Said, he said if, if the Chiefs could upgrade any position, 
at the trade deadline, what should they pick and why? Uh, I think their answer would be safety. Hmm. Um, what would your answer be? Probably safety. Or, or um, depending on Justin Houston's health. How many times have we said that in the last six years, by the way? Um, <laughs> Not uh, as many times you know, we've maybe, said it maybe about Asbury, pressure, but yeah. Right? Um, you know, one of those spots. I feel like in some ways this is like oversimplification, but I guess that's what we do, right? Um, their Super Bowl hopes in a lot of ways depend on how often and consistently they can get to the quarterback. Like the offense is going to be good. Like that's, that's going to happen as long as those three guys stay healthy. The quarterback, the receiver, and, and the tight end. Maybe the running back too. But if they can get pressure on the quarterback, that's all they need. That's all they need. And it was interesting, you know, this is obvious, but, uh, Mike Smith brought this up the other day, um, when we had all the assistant coaches. He cares far more about pressure on the quarterback than sacks. And it's, it's true. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's self-evident, but it, it's, and certainly that was, that was the case today. And they got the sacks. Yeah. Well, I think D said, uh, I'm trying to think, was it, it might have been one of your questions where he was talking about, um, there's times where he wins, he doesn't get the sack. Yeah. You know, just be, I mean, like, so he's not so much honed in on sacks. I mean, obviously he cares, but it's more, you can do everything right when, when you're rush and not get the sack. And he's conscious of that too. And I, and I think he mentioned that, you know, just yeah, a little while ago. It's winning the play, right? More yeah. than, than anything else. And, and he's been doing that yeah. much more consistently mm-hmm. yeah. than he ever has before. But, but their defense definitely, I mean, like, when they really get ramped up and like they're, you know, like a, was writing a little bit about the sudden change thing that, you know, Andy and Bob Sutton have talked about how, you know, whether it's a, you know, usually an interception or, you know, you have a big change in field position and the defense has to respond. I mean, so they did it against Jacksonville was a strip sack. They did it today, strip sack. Uh, against the Bengals when there was a turnover, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't a, um, a turnover that they forced, but they went three and out and it was the, um, Drop for a loss on the screen by O'Daniel, and then there was a sack by Jones. So the pass rush is a big part of that, being able to respond and be able to come up at those moments. Totally. Is that's when you see the guys, Jones, um, D4, whether it speaks, whoever come up is in, you know, it's obviously in the, um, the pass rush is where it comes up the most. Hey, look, you got into this a little bit, but one, one side thought here too is it, I mean, you can't make a case this is a good defense, really, in any way, but, but look, so three out of the last four games, 20 points or fewer. Um, there's a disaster in between at, at, at New England. But, I mean, certainly, or I'm sorry, 23 points or fewer. Actually, four of the last four five. Four of the last five, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think they've gone, they're, they're probably 20 NFL teams gave up more points today. Um, you know, you, you like your chances that they give up 23 points a game, right? They I mean, should go... Undefeated. You like the, the chances the they, they give up twenty eight a game. <laughs> yeah, forty three, well, not so much. I mean, if they give up twenty three points in every game, the rest of the year they will, we will have a parade. The only that the only happen. team that's held them in the thirty was these guys, right? The first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's twenty seven. Hung thirty yeah. on them today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna do that all season, but like you said, if you're betting on it, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. say they're gonna they're gonna lay, hold teams to twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You betting on a win? We've had a bunch of questions about injuries. We've given some updates of guys off of today's injury report list. That'd be Frank Zamba with the hamstring, Tyreek with the groin. Um, who am I forgetting? Zamba. Hitchens, yeah, Hitchens, Hitchens with the rib. I forget that. But we've had a bunch of questions about Daniel Sorensen. Is this going to be the week we see him? He was in the locker room today. I think he was out on the field for a little bit. I believe the earliest that they said we might see him is against uh, Cleveland this coming weekend. 
so everybody be on Daniel Sorensen watch. Um, as for the other guys, Justin Houston, we don't know. Mitch Morse is going on four weeks with the concussion. Is that right? Um, It'll lost track. Three? I thought this was his I third. Think, well, New England, since New England. Yeah. Right. So he it's missed two games. Morse, yeah, two. so he came out of the New England game, and he's missed the next yeah. two games. Yeah, hasn't finished the last three. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was in He was in the locker room briefly, right, um, on Friday, I think. Didn't you see him? Yeah, yeah we did. Was, we saw him He was, yeah, he was Friday. in there for uh, a brief moment. Um, so Which I, don't I think know. is an encouraging sign that he's not sitting in a dark room somewhere. Yeah. So. Well. It, is, it does be doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I do, I, I do assume that's encouraging. I mean, um, but I guess we, it, it doesn't tell us enough that we mm-hmm. can say we know anything. No, you know, no. it's yeah. And you wrote a little bit about the offensive line, Ryder and Wiley. Did they do? Are just, they... Well, look, I just all, all I do is make mention that it was a makeshift line, mm-hmm. and that that, uh, that you know, this this was. Not a great offensive day for them at all. I mean, right. Mahomes was not sharp early, um, and they, you know, Chris Conley had two two uh, procedure penalties or mm-hmm. false starts. And um, but on balance, if you if you're looking at let's just base it purely on the stats, you're, you're not feeling bad about how the line performed here, right? Yeah. Are you? Well, I mean, Mitchell Schwartz had a maybe, great game. Yeah, he did. And He's I think so we good. heard we finally heard Von Miller's name once today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did. We didn't hear it last game. No. Yeah. And I think it was. Uh, I think actually Jeff Schwartz tweeted in the middle of the game. It only took five games for, for Vaughn to finally beat. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your brother's keeper. Boy. He's, he's. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I'd have to look at the tape that uh, that that Lynn and Sam will actually look at. Maybe Brooklyn too. But, but I'll I, take a but I, and... but I, I, I don't. You know, maybe they they wanted more yards per carry for Kareem. Um, you know, it, 50 yards on 13 carries, I think it was. And maybe uh, you feel a little different about you know, how the game ended if they, they managed a first down or two with some of those carries. But, I mean, I, I assume Denver expects the Chiefs to run at that point, mm-hmm. and it's what it is, you, you know. So, I don't know. I'm not, certainly nothing to be embarrassed about, I don't think. <laughs> no. You know, it seems like it's okay. I had a, a friend texted me a little while ago, like, you know, a, a year ago or any time in the last five, six, seven years, you scored 30 against Denver, people are just – Right. Out of their minds with joy, and this is like, well, it's too bad they didn't do so well offensively. <laughs> Never mind, the quarterback had four touchdowns. Yeah, that's yeah, wild. You know, three hundred so yards for the seventh consecutive game. Look, how about that number? And and I, uh, the twenty-six touchdown passes now matches Alex Smith's all of last season in eight games. Do you guys remember? I know we were smart not to commit to writing this down anywhere, as you brought up today. But I do believe we did all did a preseason uh, prediction on touchdown interception ratio for him. Well, we yeah. did touchdown interceptions and yards. And yardage, right? okay. and I'm, I'm almost sure he's knocking on, if not past what I had for, I guess, for touchdowns. I think yards, I had him somewhere close to, like, it was in the low three, like, between three and four thousand. It was close to three thousand, I think. And that, he might blow past that in another couple of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interceptions might be the only one that I'm somewhere in the ballpark just because he's had a sort of a flurry the last so – he's got, yeah. what, six now in the last four games? I, I think, think that's right, last yeah, four. Exactly. Jacksonville, New yeah. England, yeah. the Cincinnati in this one. So, yeah, so it's six and four games, and I'm trying to remember what I said. I think maybe 15 or 16. I think I was like, like 34 TDs and 15 interceptions, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who the high end – who the outliers would have been on this. 
Not you, actually. I think you were. Yeah, I don't remember at all. I, I remember doing it. Too many interceptions. I don't remember, I don't remember how many yeah. I guessed. Maybe well, twenty. Yeah. Not over. And I, That's I, true. There's still think, time, everybody. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I think Blair was more closer to me in terms of a little conservative on at least the touchdown interception numbers. But yeah, he's he's cruising past a lot of those touchdown numbers that we had guessed. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see what it becomes. But that that is, I mean, we are at the halfway point, and of course, wait, we were looking at this earlier. The Chiefs. Record for touchdown passes in the season is, is 30, set in 1964 when they were not even in the NFL. When they were in the AFL. So the Chiefs touchdown that, pass record in the NFL is actually 28 by your man Elvis. That is like Steve Balboni's home run record. It is, it is, it is. You know what? Steroid. I sense a column there. Don't use up too much of this right <laughs> yeah, now. You, like, you just, how is your, your franchise touchdown record <laughs> is from the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be well, shattered. So. Hey, right, but you, you don't pick a quarterback in the first round <laughs> since, what, 83? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Trent, Trent had 20, I think Trent had 27, 28, 26, 27. I don't have it right in front of me, but a, a couple times, like, yeah. knocking at the door. I guess it, like Priest Holmes was scoring a 1,000 touchdowns every year back then. He was, like, like, ruining fantasy football leagues for a couple <laughs> years. It was just... <laughs> Well, you know what? On that note, we've been going for a little bit. I don't know why. I know we're not after dark, but for some reason, I'm just exhausted after that game. I don't know about you guys. Maybe it's the timing of today just feels weird that we started work a lot earlier. Normally, (laughs) we would not even be at at halftime of the game. So this is kind of strange. So we're going (laughs) to... Clearly, somebody did too much birthday celebration. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what happened. I'm exhausted. I need a nap. Happy birthday, Brooke. I'm ancient now, so um, I'm going to go home and... I've already missed the KW special, so I'm just going to eat leftovers and. <laughs> well, at least you didn't have did Sunday night football. <laughs> have happened what happened to old friend Maria Torres, who uh, was 26 at the start of that 18 inning game that she was covering the other night. Yep. Turned 27 during it, <laughs> or well after it. Yeah. Or, or, or with plenty of time to go, I should say. Yeah, I'm happy to not ring in my birthday that way. No. I was didn't. asleep at midnight, so really? I slept through my birthday. Yeah. Right. I'm not crazy. So, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Um, These guys will be back with you later this week for Facebook Live. I will be out on assignment. um, So, I hope that you guys can hold down the fort without me. I know it's going to be so difficult. Um, I will be back on Sunday, a week from now, from Cleveland. So, get so excited from that for that. But until then, you can follow all our work on Twitter, on KansasCity.com, on Facebook, on the app, in your paper every morning. You name it, you can find it there. We'll catch you guys later.